Good morning. It is a privilege to stand before you again this morning, and I really feel honored to stand amongst God's people this morning. It is a good day because it is the first day of the week that all saints are gathering together so that we may worship our living God. Thank you, Brother Chuck, for your introduction. And thank you all for letting me stand before you. As we have heard from scripture reading, this is a common verse, the verse which everybody, I think everybody here can quote this verse. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everybody who believes, to the Jews first and to the Gentiles also. This lesson today, at the end of this lesson, I would like for each one of us to examine ourselves. I'm not going to be very technical, because many people will stand, teachers will stand up here trying to teach and explaining how powerful this word is, the word of God. Then we, you will hear them using words like dunamis, dynamite, explaining how powerful God's word is. But today, please, I would like this lesson to be of application, more application by us asking ourselves this question, am I ashamed of the gospel? Are you ashamed of the gospel? Remember, the Lord, as he, he was about to die, in Mark chapter 16, in Matthew chapter 28, his last words, he's sending out his disciples and his apostles to go and teach others, go preach unto others, to go and make others to be his disciples, or if you can say his followers by preaching. Tell them this good news that they have received. This was not only taken seriously as the last will from Jesus, but also his disciples. If you can recall in, in Acts chapter, chapter 8, these people suffered. They were persecuted. But still they went out and proclaimed the gospel. In Acts chapter 2, they proclaimed the gospel to the point that 3,000 people were added. They lived this life to the way that everybody knew what they believed. Whether they were suffering or whether they had good times, still they proclaimed this gospel. The message of which any person who will believe, of which any person who will follow will be saved. Now the question to you and me this morning, do we really believe that? We have sung the song, I believe in Jesus, just in a while ago. Do we really think of the words as we will be singing? Do we meditate? Do we really mean it? First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15, the Bible wants us as we will be singing, we sing with our understanding knowing what we are doing, what we are saying. When was the last time you or I shared the gospel with friends? When was the last time you talked to others about Jesus? Or are we ashamed of the gospel? 
it is easy for us all the time to be talking about American football. Who won against who? I've been here almost a month. It will be a month tomorrow as I will be leaving. Everybody is arguing about who conquered who. Everybody wants to be a Bama fan. <laughs> and we walk bragging, roll tight. <laughs> Do we brag ourselves for being Christians? For having the message that of which if we believe, if we live according to what the Lord has commanded us, somebody will not go to be in hell. Do your neighbors, your friends, know that you have a treasure of which can cause people not to go to hell? Are you the light? Are you the salt? Are you the letter of which when people see they glorify your Father who is in heaven? Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. It is easy to say we believe. Do you remember the devil also believes? James chapter 2. And he's trembling. We are not even trembling. He believes. Brethren, saying we believe means that faith should be accompanied with actions. Are we ashamed of these great things that our Lord has done unto us? How many people will be in heaven one day because you opened your mouth? How many people will be in heaven one day because they have seen how I walk, how I conduct myself, how I live? Are we studying enough? Because probably sometimes we do not know. We say we believe, but we do not know even what we do believe. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. The Bible wants us to study, to show ourselves approved of God. Wake month who needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If we are not studying, it is easy for us to be ashamed because we do not know what will I tell them? What will I say? What is your priority in life? What is our first priority in this life? Because attending church every Sunday is a good thing and it has been commanded. But if we are not growing, if we are not ready to share unto others what causes us to come here or what makes us to be Christians, we will come here every day and still not being glorifying God. What is your priorities in life? We may be thinking having good life, having money, having whatever this word is calling good. But remember, we are peculiar people. The chosen generation. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. What is your priority? Somebody one day will be in hell because I didn't say something. Or you didn't say something. Somebody will be burnt 
to that place where time matters no more. Because there is no timing in, he in hell or in heaven. We will leave our watch here. There will be no time there. Now somebody will be burnt because I didn't say something. Because I was ashamed to tell them that Jesus who died, we sang in our song, that we know that the tomb was empty. And that is what makes him so special. Everybody died and they never came back. Do we believe that? Do we truly believe in that? How many here, I don't want you to raise hands, do your neighbor knows what you believe? What is your priorities in life? How many friends do you have? I want this to go in your mind. You think you have this guy. You claim, we claim sometimes to love these people. But are we ashamed of the gospel? Are we scared to appear like fools before people? You know, it is easy, especially for the young ones, to think that uh, if I'll be talking about religious matters, they will see me as a redneck. They will think I'm a country boy. And this is, this is the good society. Most of you, most of the time, eat in the hotels out there. I know that to be true. Not all the time, but most of the time. How many times are you even hesitating to bow and pray so that people cannot know you are a religious person? We have been called to be the light of this world. None will see the Father. No one will go to heaven if we are not going to show them the way. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. We should not be scared. We should not be afraid because we know whom we believe. What is your priority in life? Is it getting riches? Is it getting the pleasure of this life? Listen to what the wise man is saying in Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Because we may think that we want these degrees, we want this good education, we want this, and what is the end of these things? We as Christians know better that everything, even my certificates, None of my children will inherit my certificates. The Bible says this in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse, starting from verse 10. He who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with the increase. This is also vanity. He who, when goods increase, verse 11, excuse me, they increase who eats them. So what profit he the owners accepted to see them with their eyes. The sleep of a labor man is sweet, whether he eats little or much, but the abundance of the riches will not permit him to sleep. We struggle to find all these things. We struggle to strive and having more, having more, and we lose focus. If you will open your mouth 
if I will open my mouth and tell these people that Jesus, who was crucified, who was buried, he's risen and he's living. He's the king and no one will see the father apart from Jesus. John chapter 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Tell them this good news. You, you, you are not supposed to be a teacher in order to bring these people to Jesus. This is the question which I always ask. Do you know who brought Peter? This Peter who walked in the water, on the water. None of the men, living men, who have, were able to walk on, on water. But Peter did. This Peter who denied Jesus. This Peter who answered everything that Jesus was, was questioning. This Jesus, this Peter, excuse me, who preached the first sermon. We can talk a lot about Peter. Do you know who brought him to Jesus? His brother, Andrew. He held him by his hand and said, I've seen the Messiah. We can bring a lot of Peters to the Lord. But just holding their hands and hand them to the teachers. Those people who can be able to tell them the good news. We have friends. And sometimes we are ashamed. Probably because they know that we have not been living the way the Bible says. Or probably we do not them we do not want them to know what we do believe. The question this morning. Are you ashamed of the gospel? Am I ashamed of the gospel? One man one time decided that he will come to Africa to hunt. And as he was there hunting, he had some friends who were from the church there. And as he was hunting, all that time, he found himself changing priorities from hunting animals to hunting the lost souls. That man came back to America and a few years later he died. But he has his friend whom he took for two or three times when he, he went there. His friend followed up on that mission taught people. And this man at the beginning, the first guy who came there, he had plans of making sure that the church is growing because he has seen how the church is struggling. His friend took on, on his plans and his friend died this year. But before he died, Almost 40 congregations were started. I'm talking about two people. 40 congregations were, start, were, were started. More than 800 Christians are gathering around that area. And most of you know this man, Sai Stafford. Just because they decided to open their mouth. 
They, they decided not to be ashamed of this gospel because they know it is the power of God unto salvation. Are you ashamed of the gospel? Why not be ashamed of the gospel? First, because it is the power of God unto salvation. You are not going there to talk about your own opinions. And this Bible doesn't want to be defended. You can take this book and burn it, still the word of God will stand and remain powerful forever. Not like other religions, the Muslims, where I'm coming from. You touch their book, you will hear from them. We do not want to defend it because it has power. God is the one who is speaking. And you are only the vessel. He will not speak from heaven. You better hear this. He's not going to do that. You are his mouth. I'm his mouth. We are his feet. And we ought to go out there and tell these people because we believe and we know for sure this word has the power. But the thing is, do we believe this? Do we believe that the word is very powerful? Because this word is not incorrupted. God has never lied. He said at the end of verse 20, in Matthew chapter 28, And lo, I will be with you. Do you believe that? Do you believe he will be with us whenever we go and share this message to, to the people? Or are we scared? Because we are not probably prepared. Because probably we are not growing. Remember in Hebrews chapter 5, starting from verse 12, these people were in the church for some times, and the writer is saying they were expected to bear some fruits. But still, they need someone to teach them the first principles. Are you ashamed of Christianity? Are you ashamed of the faith? Do you really believe that it is the power of salvation to everyone who believes? Why don't you go out? This is the double-edged sword, if you read in Hebrews chapter 4. It has that power of dividing. Do we really believe? If we are believing this, why then are we ashamed of the gospel? Our past sins have been washed only because we believed in the gospel. Romans chapter 3. Do we believe? And most of us really believe that our past sins were washed. But do we really believe it has the power to wash others? You cannot go to heaven alone. I cannot go to heaven alone. We may be trying our level best to be good people. But if we are not going to share the gospel, if we are not going to tell others what the Lord wants from us, and we entangle ourselves with the worldly affairs, 
it is easy to lose the focus and not be focusing and not be ashamed. We cannot found salvation. Nobody can found salvation outside Jesus Christ. And if we remember this every day in our lives, then it will be very easy for us to know that those people who are not in Christ are walking dead. Those people who are not faithful in Christ are walking dead. And here I want to be very clear. It is not because we are in the Lord's church that means we are going to heaven. The faithful ones are the ones who are going to heaven. And remember, this is one of the commandments. Go ye therefore. Tell these people about this good news. Tell these people that I have power to save them if they will believe, if they will hear, if they will confess their sins, if they will be able to turn around and live their former lives. <coughs> believe that I died, I was buried, and I was, I was erased by them being baptized. They will be healed. And if they do not do that, no other way I can use to save them. Can we? That is just a simple message. But that begins with us. Begins with us in the church. Judgment will begin in the church. Remember that. When the Lord comes back, he will begin in here. And then the Bible asks the question, what will be the end of those who did not believe? Are we ashamed of the gospel? Are we ashamed to call ourselves Christians? Are we ashamed to show people how Christ is and his kingdom, his church? Oh, we are always being numbered among those who are slanderers, backbiters, unfaithful, all those who are evildoers. Why can't we start today? 18 years ago, there was a young man. This young man was full of dreams. He was a soccer player. He even played for the national team. As he was passing to this church building, one day he wanted to fetch water because he had an empty bottle. Found a man sitting there, he was reading his Bible, and he asked him, sir, can I have some water? The man with a big smile said, yes, you can have. And if next time you want to have water, you come and fetch. So this man extended this generosity. The young man fetched water, and he went practicing for his soccer. A few times ago, the young man, as he was crossing there, he saw the guy still sitting there reading his Bible, and they became friends, waving to each other. And there was a time the, the man at the church asked this young man if they can go together practicing. This went on and on and on to the point that that man started sharing the gospel to this young man, teaching him, 
Six months later, the young man was baptized into Christ. Three years later, that, man, that young man left playing soccer and he became a, a preacher. Ten years later, the young man who was a soccer player became a teacher in a preaching school. And guess who is he teaching now? He's teaching the teacher who taught him the gospel. And that young man is the one standing before you today. If somebody could have been ashamed of the gospel, where could have I been? If somebody could have been ashamed of the gospel, where could have you been? This morning, if you have not been living rightly and you claim to be a Christian, you have been ashamed to let others know that you are a Christian by teaching and living because Christianity is not about talking. It is about talking and doing. <laughs> the Lord is calling you, calling you back home to change. Repent wherever you have gone astray. Change your ways. And the church is here to pray for you. And this is only for those who believed at the beginning obeyed the gospel and they were baptized and added into his church. They have that privilege of praying and asking for forgiveness. Acts chapter 8, verse 20 through 23. But for those who are not Christians, those who have not obeyed this form of teachings, those who have not been immersed in water for the remission of their sins, the church is here today to help you to do so as the Lord is coming back. May the Lord bless you all as you will be standing and singing the invitation song.